0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, October 6th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a tough month for gold. Prices are poised to drop for the fourth straight week. This is the longest streak of losses this year. The Federal Reserve is the biggest driver right now. Everybody is talking about interest rate hikes and shrinking the Fed balance sheet. Hope that Congress will be able to push through the Trump tax plan is buoyed optimism. Meanwhile, most people have become numb to the constant saber-rattling between North Korea and the United States. Safe haven demand has become somewhat passe. Currently, gold is trading at around twelve sixty five eighty. dollars silver is at 1664 And the gold-silver ratio stands at 76.27. It's interesting that markets have not reacted more significantly to the launch of quantitative tightening. This month, the Fed will begin winding down its balance sheet. The plan is to start its tightening program slowly. Instead of reinvesting treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, it will simply allow them to mature off its balance sheet. It will start with a $10 billion roll-off in October and increase it each quarter until it reaches $50 billion next year. Most of your mainstream analysts seem to be treating this like a great big ho-hum, but this is really quite a significant policy reversal, and generally speaking, you don't do a giant 180 without some kind of fallout. I don't think a lot of people realize the scope Of the Fed's three rounds of quantitative easing in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. In simplest terms, the central bank created money out of thin air and used it to buy bonds and mortgage backed securities. Over a span of nearly seven years, the Fed's balance sheet increased $3,625 billion. That's a 427% increase. So, where did a lot of this new money end up? In the stock market. Analysis reported by Yahoo Finance last year showed that 93% of the entire stock market move since 2008 was caused by Federal Reserve policy. Now, it doesn't take a Wall Street tycoon to figure out quantitative tightening. Reversing that policy may well suck the air out of that stock market bubble. A Market Slant article did a pretty good job of highlighting the potential ramifications of quantitative tightening. Quote, Starting to reverse QE via QT radically alters the market dynamics going forward. Like a freight train starting to move, it doesn't look scary to traders yet. But once that QT train gets barreling at full speed, it's going to be a havoc wrecking juggernaut. So, why is the mainstream pretty much just shrugging its shoulders at this major reversal in monetary policy? I think it's kind of like an approaching storm. I used to live in Florida, and when hurricanes are approaching, there's almost always this festive atmosphere. And you know, it is fun to plan your hurricane party. But it's not so fun living through a hurricane. More from Market Slant. With stock markets at all-time record highs this week, QT's advent seems like no big deal to euphoric stock traders. They're dreadfully wrong. CNBC's inimitable Rick Santelli had a great analogy of this. Just hearing a hurricane is coming is radically different than actually living through one. QT isn't feared because it isn't here and hasn't affected markets yet. But once it arrives and does, psychology will really change. Make no mistake, quantitative tightening is extremely bearish for these QE-inflated stock markets. That's a more technical way of saying the big, ugly stock market bubble is going to burst. Last week, I mentioned that so-called commodities king, Dennis Gartman, said he didn't think the gold bull run is over. With prices down, it might be a good time to take his advice. He said, quote, if you're not long, you should use this weakness that we've had over the last few weeks to be a buyer. No question. They're doing just that in Australia. Gold sales at Australia's Perth Mint doubled in September. Sale of gold coins and minted bars jumped to 46,415 ounces in September, up from 23,130 ounces a month ago. Meanwhile, sale of silver also surged 78%. Officials at the Perth Mint said investors seized upon the opportunity offered by the drop in prices of gold in late September to buy. After surging in August, gold continued to flow into ETFs last month. According to the World Gold Council, gold-backed ETF holdings increased by 22.4 tons in September. This follows on the heels of a 31.4 ton increase in August. North American ETFs drove the increase, with other regions seeing slight outflows. After taking in 27.8 tons of gold through funds listed in the region in August, North America upped her game in September, with investors adding 35.0 tons. Gold flowing into ETFs is significant because of its effect on the world gold market, and it pushes overall demand higher. ETFs are backed by physical gold held by the issuer and are traded on the market like stocks. They allow investors to play gold without having to buy full ounces of gold at spot price. Since their purchase is just a number in a computer, they could trade their investment into another stock or cash pretty much whenever they want, even multiple times in the same day. Many speculative investors appreciate this liquidity. There are good reasons to invest in ETFs, but they aren't a substitute for owning physical metal. In an overall investment strategy, Shift Gold recommends buying gold bullion first. In other news, the World Gold Council has announced plans to form a committee that will help set up India's first physical gold exchange. Officials say they hope to have the exchange up and running in 12 to 18 months. The exchange would allow retail investors to bring their physical gold to formal financial channels and make it easier to monetize. According to the WGC report, a physical exchange would enable jewelers, retailers, refiners, and banks to trade over a regulated platform. How average Indians will view a formal exchange remains to be seen, especially in rural areas. Large segments of the Indian economy operate underground, and there is a general distrust of the government. Gold is an important part of this underground economy, and despite its best efforts, the government has not been able to stop it. Regardless, gold will continue to be an important part of the Indian economy, whether formally, underground, or both. India has also developed an appetite for silver. According to a new report by the Silver Institute, India consumed 160.6 million ounces of silver in 2016, accounting for 16% of the global silver demand. Most of that silver goes into jewelry and silverware fabrication, but investment demand for silver has also picked up in India over the last decade. The Silver Institute called the increase in demand between 2010 and 2015 unprecedented. Physical investment surged from 25.7 million ounces in 2010 to a record high of 110 million ounces in 2015. Conventional wisdom holds that gold is a good store of value and provides a hedge of protection against inflation and economic upheaval. But a close look at the data reveals gold also offers a long-term growth trajectory comparable to other financial asset classes. Analysis by the World Gold Council shows that gold actually compares favorably with U.S. and foreign stocks, bonds, cash, and other commodities when you analyze growth patterns. This holds true whether you look at 10-year, 20-year, or even a 40-year time span. An article posted on the Shift Gold blog this week breaks down the growth for all of these asset classes over those time spans. When you look at it, it really does break down this conventional wisdom that owning gold won't help you grow your wealth. The WGC said that sovereign wealth funds should look at gold. It said gold has unique qualities that can meet the needs of sovereign wealth funds. It features a long-term pro-growth trajectory without sacrificing its short-term diversification and safe haven characteristics. So gold is more than just a hedge. It's not only a great way to preserve your wealth, it's a great way to grow it as well. To learn more about adding gold and silver to your investment portfolio, call 1-888-GOLD-160 today. That's 1-888-GOLD-160 and speak with one of our precious metal specialists. With prices low, this is a great time to take advantage of a buying opportunity. So call today. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe at iTunes for free. There'll be a link at the show notes page. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.